Hey, this is Ann Samoylov, and welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. Today, another first for the Fearless Launching Show. Um, today, I'm starting a four-part series, and it really is because I'm answering one question that has many answers. So the question that I often get is, who has been your biggest business influence and why? Because, you know, as you know, as you're probably trying to start your own business, you might be wondering, well, who influenced this person and where did they learn to do that? Or where did they get that quality? And I think it's actually a really smart question to ask people, especially if there's something about what they're doing that you like, like where did they get their influences from? Um, so there's, for me, there's more than one answer to this question. So I decided to do this multi-part series featuring the people that have influenced me and also doing a bit of a throwback Thursday because these are interviews that I've pulled from the archives. I pulled from inside fearless launching and I think they're really super relevant to anyone just starting out because the common thread is we all start somewhere. We've all got weird hangups that um, we're struggling to get past. And we all have to, at some point, push the go button. Today's first featured influencer for Anne, my influencer, is I'm featuring Amy Porterfield. Amy and I met back in about 2009 or 2010. I can't really remember, but I think it was around that, that phase when I first started working with Laura Roeder. And Amy and I hit it off immediately. I mean, don't even get me started on what that means, but we just like, we're joking right away. We had so much fun and we just, we just really liked each other. But as time has gone on, Amy has actually been this cheerleader who just kind of stands in the background, sends me random emails. We get on the phone every now and then. And we just, you know, she is such a supporter for me. But what she doesn't know, what she might not know, is that as we've gotten to know each other, I've also continued watching how she grows her business, how she operates inside her programs, how she is to people who aren't her necessarily her customers. And honestly, I'm so inspired by the way she is direct and clear in everything she does and very easy to understand. Um, you know, I think that when we're first starting out, it's so easy to get kind of wishy-washy when, when you're starting something. You're not really sure what you do yet. You're still trying to figure it out. You're not, you're not sure what you don't want to do. You're not sure who your customers really are, who you want them to be. And there's something about the way that Amy presents her material, about how she just shows up in this online business space that, that she just inspires me to be clear about what I do, who I do it for, and what drives me to keep doing it. Of course, the whole family values that she has, I, I really love that. I love seeing that she talks about her family, and I'm glad she's doing that more and more. And maybe maybe it's that. Maybe it's the way she gives it all during her courses, and she really tries to over-deliver, and she's always there, and she's so personable and such a sweetheart. And then again, it could also be because she's just been so supportive of me, and I feel that support. Um but Amy, really, the key to why I call Amy one of my influencers is she reminds me just by the way she 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 acts in her own business, but just by how she is, um, support-wise and otherwise, that she is very practical, realistic, and 
even if maybe she has many moments and everybody has moments of not being clear or not having true clarity on every single topic, but to me, she stands for that. She influences me and she reminds me to be practical and realistic and do things that continue working. Um, there's another one, another influencer down the line who also does that for me and we'll, we'll talk about her in a little bit. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Um, if you saw the video interview, it's the same thing. So this is just to remind you, here are the topics we cover today. Um, today, or we covered in another in another time. Uh, the truth about getting to 1,000 subscribers. Big lessons you can learn from making launch mistakes. Huge one. So listen up for that. How to find the right team for your budget and the importance of keeping momentum after a launch. So if you couldn't guess, big lessons and momentum are my favorite parts of this conversation. Um, I hope you enjoy it too. Leave me a message below and let me know what you learned from this conversation. And I'll see you around at the end of the interview to wrap things up. I I actually would love it if you would just start by talking about how like your the beginnings of your kind of business journey and and working on other people's launches and kind of how that led to you doing your own. Great. Yeah. So when I was working with Tony Robbins, which I worked with him for about six and a half years, I did content development and online marketing. And at that time, right before I think I was ready to really go out on my own doing social media consulting, I started doing a few of their product launches with our marketing team and I loved it. And we did the very traditional you know, it's called a Jeff Walker type launch where we did three videos mm-hmm. leading up to opening the cart to sell our product. We opened our cart for maybe a week and then we would close the cart. So it was a very traditional online launch and it worked great at that time. This was a few years ago and I became addicted because people really responded. That direct response was really exciting for us and we got this great content out. So that's where I really started my online marketing, Frank Kern was a consultant for us at the time. So that was really exciting. Jeff Walker gave his um, input. So we had some really big heavy hitters helping Tony and his team, the team I was on really to do these launches. So when I left there, I started my own consulting business for social media, but I also worked with Traffic Geyser. And Traffic Geyser is a big online marketing company, video marketing specifically. And I did launches with them. We did a $10 million launch my very first time out of the shoot with them, which was amazing. Yeah. But again, we did the traditional three videos leading up, cart open, cart close kind of thing. And we also did um, some live webcasts, all day live webcasts, which were kind of new to me at the time too. But right before we closed the cart, we kept a live webcast going all day with special guests. So that was kind of a cool feature too that I really think bumped us over that mark and got us to really, really close at a rapid pace at the end. Can I and ask, from the, can I we'll cut in? I just am curious about something, Amy, how long ago were those, was that the, when you started doing those full day webcasts? Cause I know people are doing them a lot now. Some of the bigger kind of names are doing those now, which I find funny that it maybe took this long for them to catch on to that. So true. It was probably a year ago. I want to say it was a year ago last April, I guess it would have been when I did my first live webcast and they were stressful. I think people have really kind of streamlined them now, but to be live for 12 hours on camera, shuffling people in and out, that was really stressful, but I think there's an easier way to do it. Right. Right. And then from that point, um, what, 
what got you thinking about doing something for yourself? Like, did you just start realizing you wanted to do some, your own business or what happened? How did that change happen? You know, I left Tony Robbins to be an entrepreneur and have freedom and have my own business and call my own shots. But I was working for Traffic Geyser still, and it was taking up tons of time. They're a great company, and they really took care of me. But I left Tony Robbins to do my own thing. So I thought, okay, I've got to really kind of take a huge leap of faith, create my own products, and do my own launches. So at that time when I started to think I need to pull back and not have these clients that take up so much time, um, Lewis Howes and Sean Malarkey, came to me and said, do you want to do a Facebook product with us? They have a great platform, a lot of strong affiliates. They have a marketing engine, but they didn't have the product and the content. So we got together. I created this entire program called FB Influence, and together we marketed it, and it was hugely successful, but it was a very different launch model than I've ever done before. Yeah. And how did that, how did that go? I mean, it was great. It sounds like you were able to just go in there and just create all the content. Did, did Lewis and Sean give you a lot of support with the the marketing aspect of it and that the whole launching structure? How did, how did that work? Yeah. You know, I got very, very lucky because, um, at this time, my list was still fairly small. It's grown at a rapid pace because I did the launch, which is another huge plus for launching. Your list grows quickly because of all the exposure you can get. But at the time, I really didn't have a big, strong platform. So what they did is they literally created the engine behind it. They got people behind our product. They created contests for affiliate marketing. And they got a lot of excitement behind it. And our key was we did live webinars. And live webinars truly sold our product. Yeah, you, you guys did a lot of them. And, you know, I've definitely watched Lewis in general. And he ha- he does them over and over. But I've watched them and was not bummed out by that, that they were kind of the same content. So I can, I can see how those would really work for you. Um, now, can I ask you before, how long the one, the one thing that came up was you were talking about your list size. And, um, a lot of people are constantly asking me, how do you make that jump to like your first thousand? And I try to tell them kind of what you did that like when you launch something and it's an event, people take notice and your list grows. I mean, is that essentially the deal? Is that what happened? Or You know, that's exactly what happened. Last year, so January of 2011, my list was 600 people. And I did my very first launch by myself. Um, I didn't really have many affiliates. Maybe two or three sales came from affiliates, to be quite honest. And I did my list, and it did fairly well for someone just coming out of the shoot. Now, full disclosure, I thought it would do really, really well. And the right out of the shoot, I think it made 15000 and I was devastated, not because I thought that wasn't a lot of money, but because I had come from multi-million dollar launches. So to compare my numbers, which was the compare game is so, so dangerous, I thought I was a huge failure. But then I tweaked some things, and I was able to double that to 30K on my first launch. But it took definitely a lot more time than these open cart, closed cart in one week kind of thing. But regardless of that, my list was really small, and I still was able to do it because of Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Video marketing during launches is huge. And the webinars. So with that, my list started growing, though, just like you said, after the launch is where I saw a huge boost in my list. So Mm -hmm. if it's your first time out launching and you have a small list, that doesn't mean you shouldn't launch. It will just mean that your results will be smaller this first time, but your list will grow so much quicker as you get the exposure. Yeah, I definitely, you know, that's like the continuing thing that 
everybody that I'm talking to about launching their first launches and how they grew is that they just kept doing launches. I mean, that's how Rotor grows her list. She does a webinar slash launch almost every single month, you know, and it grows and grows and grows and grows. So, um, now when you said you changed a few things with your launch, um, what did you do? Did you change like the offer slightly? Did you change the name? What did you change who you were, you know, focusing on for your customer? What would you say the biggest kind of change you made? So a few things I did, I definitely copy, you know, copy is not necessarily my strong point and I really have to work at it. And so with copy, I definitely got some people, some of my peers that were in the industry with me, had them review it as just a favor. You know, we all have those friends that will do it for us just as a favor and review my copy, give me some suggestions. And I went back and changed my sales page. So that was big. So anything that you can educate, there's so much free content out there about how to create a really compelling converting sales page. To me, that's worth it to really understand that part of it. So I changed the copy around on my sales page and I started doing more value add. What I wish I had done before um, was get more blog posts out before. I feel like you did this, Anne, really well. You had a lot of content that has supported your launch of this product that you've recently worked on. Yeah. You've got to have supporting free, valuable content in order to get the exposure and get those people that do not know anything about you to trust and like you. So that was another thing I had to kind of van- uh, ramp up on more free content, which webinars are a great way to do it. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree there. And I think that you you have to look at it like you have to kind of keep doing it, you know, especially if you want the product to like be a, you know, evergreen, you want people to keep buying it, whatever. Um, I think that's a really good point. And about the sales page, did you, um, the sales page changes you made, did you do any kind of, you know, split testing or that kind of thing? Did you do any of that? Or did you just literally like change it and then publish? Or, you know, did you have a few different versions running or anything? You know, I didn't. And that was probably, you know, there's so many mistakes when you look back at your first launch and definitely I didn't do any A-B testing. Um, But with FB Influence that I did with the guys, Lewis and Sean, they did tons of it behind the scenes. And we were able to turn one page off and keep one on, you know, instantly when we saw which one was pulling more. Mm -hmm. And that launch, you know, $30,000 launch on my own to over a half a million dollar launch with Sean and Lewis. I mean, it was a huge gap. And one of the big reasons is because they have tested, they know it works. They've done a few launches. I mean, they've done a lot of launches. So it all comes down also with experience. Like you said, consistency, keep doing them, keep doing them. You'll get better and better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that once you, once you do one a certain way, I mean, like for me, this was very, a very small launch for me and I'm the same way as you and that I've been used to the million dollar, the million dollar plus launches. And it's definitely, I have to actually tell myself to just step back. This is you're not like, even if you know how to do all the launches with what, you know, different people, this is your deal. And, um, and I have to say that, like, and I'm wondering about you too, did you find that you were more successful in turning things around once you had help? Because I know you have like a VA or someone who helps you now. Um, how did that you know, play into things? That was huge because the first time I did it, I worked with some overseas outsourcing, which kind of was a big, for my first time, it didn't go very smoothly. So that was stressful. And I didn't have a VA at the time. So I didn't have a team at all. 
And now, you know, I recently did another launch for a coaching program. It was just 25 spots in a thousand dollar coaching program where it was small group coaching. I did one webinar and sold out the coaching program. And the reason being though, is because one, I had hyped it up a little bit. So I got some content out there and also it was just 25 spots. So it's easier to fill 25 spots and, you know, have a realistic goal. Again, I yeah. didn't think I was going to sell thousands. So I was really excited when I hit that goal of 25, but also I enlisted a team. I had someone help me write the copy, build the shopping cart. And I didn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars. I found yeah. someone that was affordable, but he basically was my project manager for that. And it was the least stressful launch I have ever done. And I got to focus on what I do best, building a great training webinar, um, delivering the webinar, talking to people that were interested in the program. Those are my specialties. It's not building sales pages and hooking it up to the shopping cart kind of thing. Yeah, for so real. You get a team, that's huge. Yeah, and I think that the, the there's a misconception about the cost. And I think that if you find the right fit, someone who can kind of cover a few different roles, you'd be surprised. You know, even with the copywriting, you know, I've been able to find help that was very affordable. And uh, same thing with with my my girl Eileen, who just miraculously came out of the ether for me. And <laughs> but I couldn't do it before that. You know, even with my ebook, it was just not. I mean, I have. I work with Laura and I consider her my like number one kind of client in a way because I, my focus is there. So you need that support. You need it. Yes. You know? It's huge. That was an, a huge learning curve from my first one to my coaching program, Deck B Influence, all of that. A team helps. Yeah. Um, you know, about your coaching, the, the most recent launch that you did for the 25, um, I, I heard the story, like you, we were talking about this and how I would love to just have you kind of talk about that again and why you decided to do that coaching pro program because the idea of momentum, especially when you do your first thing is really, I think that's key too. That's a key point here to talk about. Yes. Yeah, so, um, with FB influence, that program went really well. We did it at the end of 2011 and I got a lot of great exposure for it. And people were talking about me and there were some Facebook ads from affiliates still running. And I thought if I don't do something on my own, I was very lucky to do a partnership and you know, those partnerships happen everywhere. I was at blog world. We were having a few drinks and the idea came up. So getting out there and talking to people and networking is huge for creating great partnerships. So that's a little side note there. But after this great launch, I thought, if I don't do anything on my own, I'm going to have to keep relying on these partnerships. And I want to make sure I have the confidence in me to know that this is my business and I can grow my list and I can grow my audience on my own. So I took advantage of that momentum I was still getting. And in February, I think actually late January, so it was about a month after, I decided to go out with this coaching program. Mm -hmm. And the coaching program wasn't just about um, Facebook where my product was. So it wasn't necessarily a match match kind of thing. It was just more of the same kind of great value that I offered in FB influence. I offered it into a coaching program. And so with that, I got that out quick. And that's another thing, taking action. I really learned that rotor actually is great at that. You know, just mm -hmm. getting it done, getting out there, not sitting on it forever, because if you create any kind of program, you could sit on it for six months and think it's not ready. I had to really force myself to get it out there quickly. And that's how I got the project manager for that launch to help me. And with that, I was able to go out there and my audience was still hot. And that is really um, important to remember. Don't just do one launch and wait six months to do your other one. Keep building on it. Like Rotor does those monthly webinars. So, mm -hmm. so important. 
Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I knew that, you know, watching and obviously being in that business, but, but until I'd experienced like the growth of your list after a webinar period, like if, if I wasn't like selling anything, that was, that was like, Oh, okay. Scheduling the next one, you know, like right away. Like I knew that I needed to schedule the next one. So I think that momentum is really important. And I think that was really smart too, that you widened you know, kind of what it, what your coaching program was about. It wasn't just like, I'm going to coach you on Facebook. It was, yeah. it widened it. And then that widens people's, you know, people like, oh, she does this, not just Facebook. Yes. Um, so true. So question about, um, about the different launches that you've done. Cause you, you also have your book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, what is the name of it? Facebook marketing all-in-one for dummies. I mean, that's cool because you have like that, um, that kind of like series behind it too, which must've yeah. really pushed it and made it like something. I don't know. I can imagine it's selling great. Those, the dummies guides are really actually good. I love they them. are. And you know, any opportunity you have to even create an ebook that you put on Kindle or any kind, if you get a book deal, they're not lucrative per se, money-wise. However, getting more leads, getting more traffic to your website, and having that author behind your title is huge. So that actually opened doors for me, too. When you're selling a product and you actually can say, and I'm an author all about this product, that helped as well. So anything that you can do to build up your, sounds silly, but to build up your title or your authority is also really valuable for launching. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I thought about that because, you know, I remember when that was coming out. I remember I'm like, so you've done all these different types of launches now, it seems like coaching program, book, actual product. Um, just a just a little like maybe like more casual question, but like which one is your favorite? What do you like going? What do you what like what excites you about those about one of those launches the most? The webinars. I'm pretty much addicted to the webinars. What excites me about that is I saw it work with my FB Influence launch. I saw that webinars pretty much were the foundation of our entire launch and we broke every record we had. And I like training. I like to show people that I really do know my stuff and here's all this great free content. So whether you buy my product or not, you jump off this webinar, you try one of these strategies, you get results, you're definitely going to think about me next time you are ready to buy. So I feel like it really expands the relationship with your potential client where they come back for more when they're ready or they buy right on that webinar. So to me, I'll I'll never do a launch without a series of webinars again because I just really understand how powerful they are. Yeah. And I have to say, I just noticed you also did a video announcing the webinar, which is something I didn't do. But now I'm like, yeah, I probably should have done that. You know, it's just such a good idea. And, you know, especially because you're, like I said before, we started rolling, you are very good on video. Like you definitely just, your personality just comes through even when you're not talking. Like you, I can tell that you're like a friendly, I'm here to help you type of person. So I think that is, I love that video, by the way. I just wanted to tell you. Hey, thanks. You know, I've seen it done a few times. I think Rotor probably, I, yeah, Rotor did one for yeah. her last one. I've seen a few of my other peers do one. I thought, that's a really great way. It's like literally a minute. Hey, I'm doing a webinar. This is what I'm teaching. Make sure you sign up. But the power of video is just, you know, you can't compare it to anything sometimes. It really spreads virally so quickly. But also, you've got to find out what you feel comfortable with. If you feel like you're a better writer than you are on video, then get a series, get a six-part series of blog posts 
all devoted to your topic. And at the end, people can click to either check out your webinar or check out your mm -hmm. sales page or opt in for something. But do what feels natural to you, but make sure you have all your bases covered so that you have some cushion around that launch. And it's not just about selling, but it's about really offering great value. And I think that creates a really successful launch. Yeah, no, that's really important. And I'm, I'm definitely huge on like speaking in your voice and what you were, you're going to be most effective. So I think that's really, that's really smart. Um, I'm going to my cheat sheet right here because I wanted to ask you one other question and I know I forgot. Oh, um, so what do you say to people who are launching for the first, maybe you're launching for the first time and maybe not so hot in social media? Like, do you feel there's some, something people should do? I don't know. Like, what do you tell people who maybe aren't really active on social media, but want to use it for their launch? Great question. You know, social media can be so stressful to so many people and to add that component on, if you don't have a strong foundation in social media and then to add that on, on top of launching can just really want to drive you crazy. So what I say is keep it as simple as possible. I do believe, and I know I'm biased because I work in this niche, but I do believe you need a social media presence for a really successful launch, unless you have a huge, really powerful list. I mean, you could sell a lot with a powerful list, whether you're on Facebook or not. But if you're just starting out, you likely don't have a huge list as well. So with that, I would suggest definitely get a Facebook page. You want to create a Facebook page. You know, the new timeline just was launched with Facebook, and that's rolling out in the next few months. So that's going to be really exciting. But there's a lot of things you can do for Facebook, not only to get the exposure, but to get the leads and bring those leads into your list so you can market your launch to them. So I think Facebook and Twitter and YouTube are, are pretty essential to your overall success of your launch, but you don't have to go at it like gangbusters and spend hours a day on it. Learn the basics, learn what works for you, and be consistent. If you have a Facebook page, post daily, once or twice a day. If you have a Twitter, do the same, but don't let it be a graveyard just because you don't know what you're doing because that's a huge reflection of your brand. But I do believe you need a social media presence to have a sex successful launch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thanks to you again, I, you know, I did some Facebook ad stuff and I did increase the daily amount, like you said. Okay. What was it? You had <laughs> it was literally like five like bucks or something like that because I was too nervous. I'm like, I'm going to wake up and be a in poor in the poor house or something. And so I did increase it. And I, and I just, I've realized now just from that little bit that I did of getting more like people liking my page and also just signing up for the webinar, um, that now I'm allotting a certain budget per month. And maybe there'll be like a certain part of the month where I run those ads just to kind of bump things up. You know, now it's kind of part of my strategy as opposed to just like, Maybe I should try this. <laughs> I love that. You know, it's funny you say that because I've been doing this for a while and it wasn't part of my regular strategy. But this last time I've been running a webinar um, the last few weeks and I did Facebook ads and I thought, I need to do this every time I do a webinar. I need mm -hmm. to do this because truly what it does is it just grows your list. Facebook mm -hmm. ads are great for list building, especially during a launch and during, you know, high points of your webinar promotion. So you're right. If you build that in monthly, just a small amount, yeah. even if it's like a hundred bucks, a yep. hundred bucks a month for Facebook ads can really help grow your list if you do it right. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen that. Um, I don't know if I have any other questions uh, for you. I mean, I know I could talk to you about this topic forever, but yeah. um, don't want to totally totally devour your day. Um, you know, I guess 
you know, you've given a lot of advice for the first timers, but is there one thing that you would like to leave us with, you know, one thought? And I, and I, uh, I was going to talk about your webinar tomorrow, but I don't know if this is going to be to them by tomorrow, um, yeah. to the, to the group. So, but I am posting it in the, in the group about the webinar so that they can go to it. Cause I do think it's an important topic about the changes to Facebook and staying on top of that. And Amy's the girl to go to for that, for all those changes. Well, thank you for that. Um, um, but you know, coming from Tony Robbins, it, I de- this is definitely going to sound like so motivational rah-rah, but I really think so much of launching has to do with your mindset. You really have to think, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get all these pieces in, you know, real quick. I'll tell you when I was, I was in um, a mastermind with Marie Forleo, you and I shared that friendship with Marie and I was going to do my very first launch back in January of 010. And I said, I'm just going to do maybe one video and then send out an email. I didn't want to really get out there. I was so scared to put myself out there. And I know you and Anne, you and I have talked about this before, but you really have to get out in front of everybody. When you do a launch, it's your launch. And you have to be the person in front of it, usually most cases. But my point is that Marie said, no way. Either you, hopefully I can use this language, but you either half-ass it and don't do very good. Or you really play full out. And that's the Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. phrase we used to use all the time. Play out, play full out, or just don't do it. So if you're going to do a launch, don't skimp and just do a tiny one. Maybe put out a few emails and put it out on social media. Put your strategy together like Anne's teaching in this program. Put your strategy together and really do it from start to finish. You'll feel proud at the end of it. You might not get huge results at first, but everything builds on each other. So that was the best advice I ever got for launching is don't hide behind it and just do a little bit because you'll Mm -hmm. never get the results you're after. So that's my little... Go big or go home. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Okay. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It's always a pleasure speaking to you and I literally learn at least one takeaway every single time I talk to you, whether it's just on the phone or, or watching your webinars. So uh, thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow, I'm curious what you learned from Ms. Amy Porterfield, because I think it's almost impossible not to have a conversation or chat with her without learning or getting something that you can apply right away. That's why I attend her webinars over and over again, even even though I've been to them before. I'm that much of a freak. So um, Amy, I want to just say thank you again for being such a huge influence in the way that I do business and the way that I look at my business. Um, you can see more or read more about Amy, get to know her over on her site, amyporterfield.com. I highly recommend checking out the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. It's a really great course. I actually took it just this past spring. It was unbelievable. And I know she's probably not going to be opening that anytime soon, depending on when you are listening to this. But... Um, she does open that a couple times a year. So don't miss out on that and definitely watch how she does what she does because she gives so much value as she is, even as she's in the middle of a launch, she gives so much. Um, Thanks again, Amy, and thank you for listening. If you like this episode and if you want to hear more and you want to know about them the second that they're up, because sometimes I post in the dead of night. 
definitely head over to iTunes and hit subscribe. And if you liked what you heard today, also leave a review and a rating because we always love that. It helps other people, other like-minded folks like yourself find the show. And again, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned next week when we'll be featuring another influencer in my, I'm thinking it's going to be a five-part series on my top five influencers and sharing some archived interviews that really talk about their first time out of the gate, their first time launching. Have a great day and thanks for listening to the Fearless Launching Show.